Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. hey and welcome back to the Katie and Company podcast. This week, we truly had the best company. We got to chat with Jason Aldean, which we will get to here in a bit. But first, we also got to hang out with Maren Morris, who is truly a gem of a human. I'm a big fan of her music personally, so getting to talk to her about her new song, Circles Around This Town, and her upcoming record, now announced, Humble Quest, which will be out March 25th, was just, it was so fun. And when we recorded this, there was actually a big snowstorm in Nashville, at least a big snowstorm by Nashville standards. But I was literally stuck in my house because we had just moved in to our new place and as first-time homeowners did not buy a shovel. And we didn't know the guy in the neighborhood with a plow yet, actually um, still looking for him or her. And I'm pretty sure that Marin, after she wrapped up this interview, took little Hayes out to play in the snow. But I love talking to Marin, and I hope you enjoy. And I will be back after that with more from my interview with Jason Aldean. Hello. Hello. How are you? <laughs> Good. How are you? I'm good. Happy snow day. I know it's crazy. <laughs> it is very, very pretty. How are you? Do you guys have a good holiday? Yeah, it was really nice. It was pretty low key. Uh, we went to Texas for three days with our son and saw my family. So it was nice to, to see them again. It's, it's, it had been too long. I know for everybody, it feels like, and now you were like seriously hitting the ground running in 2022 with new music. How's that feel? So good. I feel like I can, like some elephant has been lifted off my chest. Um, it's yeah, it's been really fun, but also painstaking to sit on this music for a year because I've had most of it done for almost that long. So we were really playing the the waiting game through 2021, but I'm really glad that we decided to wait until the new year because it's just like clean slate, time to start fresh. Feels right, which is awesome. And this song, Circles Around This Town, you wrote this with Jimmy Robbins, who wrote with you on The Bones, Julia Michaels, and Ryan. Talk yeah. about why you guys decided that day in that session to write about like your early days in Nashville. Well, I had never written with Julia, and I'm just such a massive fan of her as an artist. And obviously, she's written some of the most gigantic pop songs of the last 10 years. But, um, I wanted to come in with something because, you know, I'm writing with the big guns and uh -huh. so I brought in kind of a, a flushed out idea and title with circles around this town. And I think bringing it to three writers 
would they would totally get it and the, the the hustle that you have to to do to be a songwriter in Nashville or in LA like Julia but um I didn't know until we were about 30 minutes into the write that it was going to be my story oh so really specifically yeah I I wrote it you know I wrote a little bit of the chorus coming into the write just as a sort of you know inspiring but like gritty idea for really any creative person or just any person with a goal to, um, have to reach would be like, you're, you're driving in circles, but like, eventually you're still going to be driving in circles because <laughs> the, it's, it's all cyclical, like everything life is. So, um, yeah, but Julia, and this is, you know, what I learned writing with her for the first time that day is her brilliance is she just started asking me a bunch of questions about how, and when I moved to Nashville, and what, where did I live? And she was asking me all these questions almost in a, a sort of get to know you interview way. And what she was actually doing was getting lyrics for <laughs> the first verse. And um, yeah, so I think once we kind of all decided that it was going to be about me and I was like, okay, I'll, I'll go there. <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, that's kind of when we got real specific with like the car I drove and the sort of callbacks to um, 80s Mercedes and my church and the second verse um, I wanted to make about my journey. So, um, but the second, yeah, I, I got the demo back. I just knew that it was single number one and uh, what I wanted to kick this, this phase off with. I love that. And I was, I was giggling, looking at when you made the announcement, people were like, oh my God, she's back in the car. You know, it's going to be a banger. <laughs> yeah. I like didn't plan that, that, you know, intensely, but I've uh -huh. been in a lot of cars and music videos. Like, <laughs> it works for you, Marin. Keep doing it. I, I, I live in mine basically. So <laughs> It's gotta be crazy when you think about like those early days, like nine years ago, you moved to Nashville, you're driving circles around this town, which I'm sure felt never ending at the time. And then now this last few years, your career has been like on a rocket ship that has to feel like a lifetime ago. Yeah. I mean, I think that it's, it's easy when you're hustling and you're constantly moving and touring and, you know, I've been touring nonstop for the last six years. So I feel like to take a step back, you know, the silver lining of this pandemic amongst a few is that I think we all took respite and pause for the first time in a long time and mm -hmm. had to reflect on, whoa, what am I doing? Is this serving me? Are these things that I'm doing, these patterns healthy? It kind of gave us a, a moment to reflect on what we would like to do differently when things go back to normal. And for me, yeah, I got to sort of for the first time, remember all the things that I've done and accomplished and the failures and just really getting to look back and be like, wow, I cannot believe I endured all of that. And I'm still standing and, um, you know, I'm, I'm so lucky and I have such a fruitful life, but I think that uh, we all had to do some soul diving uh, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. So, um, with this song in particular, and then my upcoming work, it's, it's all of that. That's awesome. And in the song, you mention some of the times that you almost left Nashville. Is there one that stands out? Like, was there ever a moment you were like, okay, if this doesn't happen, I'm sticking with songwriting or I'm going back to Texas, like anything like that. 
Yeah, I mean, I think with um, my church, I knew how much I believed in that song. And it was almost so confidently a belief in myself that I knew even if it failed, I would be so proud of it still. And I could always go back to songwriting. And I would, if that was the only song I had ever put out, whether it succeeded or failed, I knew that I could, you know, rest peacefully with that and proud of myself. And so I think that I, in the back of my mind knew that there was no, um, you know, second career option. There's always going to be this. I definitely have had moments, you know, even up till now where I'm like, is this, is this right? Like, is this what I <laughs> And then I like quickly snap out of it and I'm like, yes, Mm -hmm. Um, but you have to, that's the thing. And part of why I think circles around this town is, is relative to everybody um, and relatable is because it's just about finding like re-inspiring yourself when you feel jaded or complacent um, Mm -hmm. or stuck. You just feel like you, you don't know what you're doing and you're in quicksand. But I think that when you really love something and it's your, your dream and your passion, and you've already put so much work and years into it, you have to find ways to like self-motivate or find other avenues to re-inspire what that fire was lit in the first place for. Mm -hmm, Exactly. I totally relate to that. I feel like the older you get, you realize that more. You're like, I'm just stuck and I can't get out of this. And you don't really realize like that you're doing all the grinding. It just doesn't feel like it. Yeah. And it can be something so simple. That's a a very slight change. Like for me, you know, not being able to tour the last few years, um, because of the pandemic, I used to get inspired to write songs by going out to shows and going to friends shows and concerts and just kind of being in someone else's musical world for two hours. That was what used to, you know, and still will inspire me to get back to my grindstone mm-hmm. obviously could not do that as much the last few years. So I had to find other avenues to get inspired, to make music again. And, um, part of it was having all this time one-on-one with my husband for the first time, um, you know, being stuck in the house together, uh, like really sitting down and listening to tons of new music that I would never have had the time or bandwidth to listen to before mm-hmm. and just yeah like it, kind of removing yourself from your bubble for a second and um you know i took up cooking and like gardening and uh playing tennis like all these new things i never did before just to like have other outlets and it, it's kind of helped recalibrate my my mind for sure and then this song this new single circles around this town is the first look at your upcoming third album which i'm sure you can't say much about so i'll just ask is there a theme or a tone or a concept that you've gone with this that you can talk about a little bit yeah i think the takeaway for me with the last couple of years and what has come out through my art is humility and um grounding and um, like a lightness. Um, I think it's been such a heavy time uh, to try to to lift the fog on. And there's so many things that can feel overwhelming. So I wanted to write the musical equivalent of an antidote to that. So it's not 
a heavy project. It's very light and optimistic and it's not, you know, fluffy or (laughs) in the clouds. It's, it's realistic. It's still country music, but I think that it's very truthful, but also it's, it's like a, a, a hug. <laughs> I love that. Everybody needs, everybody like needs a good hug. With a friend <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, as a fan, very excited to hear that. And then outside of the new single and the new record, what else just are you excited about for the new year? I'm excited to go see Ryan, my husband on the road. He's going out on tour uh, next week. Um, so I'm excited to go to a couple of those shows, the ones that I can, um, and I mean, yeah, just having new music out, it's been, um, you know, almost three years since I put girl out and just watching it's crazy. Yeah. And, (laughs) um, announced that, um, I'm doing the Houston rodeo, which I'm so excited about as obviously a Texan, but. Um, the last time I did the Houston rodeo, I was nine months pregnant <laughs> and it's going to be a lot easier to sing this time around, sing, move around on stage, <laughs> breathe. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. And then also, sorry about the Grammys, but I was going to say, congratulations on your nominations this year. That's really exciting. It sucks that they've had to move that a little bit. Yeah. Omicron go away. I know. Um, seriously. I I'm, I'm obviously so proud of Ryan and my nomination at the Grammys this year. I know that they'll reschedule it and they'll find like a safer mm-hmm. time to do it, but, um, yeah, it was, it was just getting a little too crazy this month, yeah, for, it. for sure. but, but we'll go when it's, when it's safe, <laughs> when it's time. time, what would you say is the biggest difference going to a show like the Grammys versus going to the ACMs or the CMAs? Well, obviously the Grammys are an all genre awards show. Mm-hmm. So you get to really just be a fan in the crowd of every genre that's represented. And, um, you know, I've had so many magical moments over the years at the Grammy awards, like from my first one winning my first Grammy and singing with Alicia Keys that year to, uh, doing the Dolly Parton tribute a couple years ago. I mean, there's just been so many in, in between, but, um, it's just a really special, place and it's peer voted. So it's not like, you know, randos are voting. It's very different. (laughs) Yeah. It's all of your musical peers. Like you have to be a musician to, to vote in it. So I think that it just kind of holds that high caliber for people is, you know, because it's, it's very acclaimed and it's your, it's like the best of the best are voting for you or on you. So I feel like yeah, it's and it's just a, a fun show. Like the actual awards broadcast is like the most epic event to be at. For sure. All this week, we are giving away this really cool thing where a winner gets to bring nine of their friends or family to come see like a totally private show with you in Nashville, which as a fan is just like one of those like once in a lifetime, like so memorable experiences. Can you think of a time where you got to do something like that in one of those just like really cool, intimate concert experiences that stand out to you? Yeah. I mean, there've been like a handful over my lifetime that I felt so lucky to be at. I'm trying to think, I mean, I, I think maybe like when I was little, my mom shelled out money so we could go and get like a front table at this like small restaurant and Leanne Rhymes was performing and she was my idol when I was 13, like every 
little girl in Texas, especially that oh. was our, our greatest of all time. And, um, she made eye contact with me during blue and I about died. So <laughs> that's like the most intimate thing I can remember as I was obviously like 20 years ago, but um, <laughs> that's amazing though. I love that. And then before I let you go, a hard hitting question, what have you been binge watching? Um, oh my gosh. I'm trying to think. Cause all we do is just like put our son to bed and watch like great television. I actually, <laughs> I just been binge watched the entire series in the last two weeks of, um, insecure, uh, the oh, I haven't seen that yet. Is it good? It's great. And I, I kind of waited until the, you know, the series was done. Cause I wanted to watch it all in succession. Uh, and also succession is so a great, <laughs> it's great show. uh, HBO killing it. Um, yeah. And we, I really want to watch that, um, Sesame street documentary. I've heard it's really good. That's awesome. All great suggestions. Well, thank you so much for your time today. It was great to see you as always stay warm, stay safe in the snow, and we'll hopefully see you very soon. All right. Thanks, Katie. Take care, Marin. Bye. Bye. Marin is so awesome and so laid back, and I always enjoy talking to her. As I mentioned, also on the show this week to promote new music was Jason Aldean. Part two, Georgia, of his double album, Making Georgia, named after his hometown, will be out on April 22nd. Jason just released his first single from the album called Trouble with a Heartbreak, which you can hear on Jason Aldean's exclusive station on the Odyssey app. It was so great to see him and catch up. We will roll that for you now. Hi, how are you? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. How are you? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm good. I'm glad the uh, glad the holidays are over and, uh, you know, <laughs> Same. on the other side of all that stuff. I know. It was like and so nice. Everybody needs a break. And then you get into it and you're like, oh, my God, I'm so tired of eating and drinking and not sleeping normal. A hundred percent. All the things. But New Year, new tunes. How excited are you? This new song to be out on Friday. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, you know, always always exciting when you get to put out new music and you know it's uh this is kind of the the first single from the the second half of the album so mm -hmm. um you know it's exciting i mean the the previous single the the song with carrie did really well for us obviously and, and just a kind of a great way to launch the album and and uh you know this is one that we've kind of had earmarked to for you know to help launch the second part so so i'm excited we got a video we've already shot that so it's going to kind of come out around the same time and uh just kind of the full court press, you know, for the for the new year, new single, new album. <laughs> for sure. You say you guys had this one marked to be the new single. What was it about this one that you were like, I want this to be the first one for Georgia? Um, you know, I, I think it's just a different kind of song, uh, something that's a little different than the things we've, we've put out recently. And, um, and, and just one of those things, a couple of the guys in my band were writers on this song and uh, another new artist named John Morgan that we're working with who those three guys were, were co-writers on the last single that we have with Carrie as well. So, um, those guys are just kind of really locked in right now as, as far as the writing goes. And, and this was one that I, I don't know, it's just a, like I said, just a kind of a different vibe than, uh, some of the things we put out recently and just felt like it was, it'd be a, a cool one to, to launch this record with. For sure. I feel like those three guys are like crushing it for you right now. It's gotta be awesome to like also have that Grammy nomination to share with them. Yeah, it's um, you know those those Grammy noms are are not the easiest to get, and and winning one is even harder. So because uh, <laughs> I haven't won one yet, so um, <clears throat> fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, so maybe this is our year. I don't know, but um, but yeah, I mean those guys are are really 
like I said, just really locked in and, and just, um, you know, just I feel like a lot of times with the writers, sometimes it's just they get they get into a groove where it's almost like any anytime they write anything, it's if it's not great, it's still pretty good, you know, and, <laughs> and uh, that's kind of where those guys are at right now. And and so you just kind of turn them loose and, and let them do their thing. And, and they've been coming up with some some really great stuff. And uh, obviously to get a Grammy nom for for that last single was was huge for for all of us. For sure. And I was going to say, side note about John, since you brought him out at the BBR CMA pre-party thing, I think I have listened to Coldest Beer in Town every day since then. <laughs> he's actually he's actually in the studio today, as a matter of fact, cutting some Is vocals. He? And yeah, he's uh, we're working on his album right now. And he's he's a talented guy, man, really talented and just great writer, great singer. And uh, just got a really cool vibe. There, there's not a lot of guys that I've met in town that they just kind of blow me away right off the bat. And uh, with him, he was one of those guys and just seems like, you know, every time I think he's, you know, I'm like, man, this guy's great. Then he does something that's even that I like even more than I did the last time. So he's uh, we're excited about him for sure. A good sign for the for your record label, for sure. Absolutely. And then anyway, back to you, back to part two, Georgia, that'll be out in April. Was there any like deciding factor of, like what went on Macon and what went on Georgia? Like, did you have like a concept or a theme to those songs or how did you lay those out? No, I don't think so. I mean, I think uh, obviously when, when you got, you know, that many songs and you got basically 20 new songs, it's, um, you know, you just kind of want to make sure you're, you know, anything that, that you feel like are might be similar. You want to split those up, put them on a different record, you know, make sure one's not more ballad heavy than, than the other, you know, you just kind of want to, to make it all flow well. And uh, so, I, but I don't think there was any, you know, anything of like this song's going to be over here and this song's mm-hmm. going to be over here. It was just how it all played out. And um, obviously knowing that, that um, if I didn't love you, it was going to be the first single, you know, we kind of played off of that and, and kind of went from there. And uh, just, we knew that uh, Trouble with the Heartbreak was going to be the first single on this record. So, making sure you put that one over here and then yeah. you just kind of let it fall, you know, where, where it may. For sure. Now that you've got 26 number ones, now 20 new songs coming out, I imagine that putting together the set list is going to get harder because you're never going to be able to play everyone's favorite song. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a good problem to have, you know, yes. um, <laughs> you know, there was a, there was a day where we didn't have enough songs to enough hits to fill up a, a set list. So now the, <laughs> the fact that we have too many is, is kind of good. But, you know, we're putting together a set list. I mean, you obviously want to add in some new songs and things from the new record. Uh, but also make sure you play, you know, the songs that people, you feel like people want to come out and hear as well. Uh, you know, and sometimes you're going to leave some of those out. And we try to rotate them. I mean, things that we might have left out last year, we'll try to rotate some of that stuff in this year. Try to change it up a little bit here and there. But, um, you know, you just, it's one of those things you can't please everybody, but you, you try. <laughs> it's just, it's pretty impossible. <laughs> exactly. Like you said, it is a good problem to have. Yes. Awesome. Well, it was great to see you and great to catch up. Congratulations on the new song. Super excited to hear the rest of the album and hopefully see you out very soon. Thank you, Katie. I appreciate it. Good to talk to you. Take care. Good to see you. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for checking out the Katie and Company podcast. If you ever miss anything during the show, you can always catch up here at the end of every week. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.